the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friends so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another snowy week in Colorado, and uh, it's beautiful, but uh, at the same time, it's a little bit dangerous for people who feel cold, may not have the proper means uh, to warm up and to feel um, uh, a little bit safe as, as, at the same time. So we want to pray and want to urge people, if you find that someone is cold, someone is in need for uh, some type of clothing or um, some type of medium to be warm, to feel warmer, um, reach out to your neighbors, reach out to probably um, hom- homeless people, anyone that you could find around that they might need your help and assistance from you in order to feel a little bit warmer. Um, we are thankful to all state agencies and the private agencies and non-for-profits, churches, places of worship, uh, people of goodwill who usually contribute on a yearly basis in order to help feeling, making other people feel warm and being in a safe shelter, um, specifically during these bad times and these bad weathers. Uh, one wish everybody safety and um, make sure you heal properly from the flu, from the cold, uh, from uh, whatever parts of COVID we still have laying around. Make sure everybody is warm. Uh, practice your uh, um, social rules um, um, that would allow and enable proper healing and somehow and um, may God help us all protect us from this pandemic and from the season. I want to reach out to the elderly people, people who are laying in nursing homes, people who are homebound, living, staying in their homes alone at the same time. I want to tell you, we love you a lot. We want you to heal. We want you to feel um, safe and protected. And um, the company, I think people who stay in nursing homes, what they probably miss the most will be uh, the company of the people who around them will care for them, um, will protect them, will visit with them. So, my friends, in such times and such moments, good Sunday morning with Father Andre, uh, through the grace of the Holy Spirit and um, the love of God, the love of the neighbor, we want to reach out to all. I want to tell you, we love you, and may God bless you all. Today, let us pray with uh, Psalm 77. And uh, in Psalm 77, we're going to recall God's mighty works. You know, our topic today may not be as easy as uh, the topic before, as we shall continue speaking about the impact of the war in Ukraine. 
on the crises that are happening around the world. You know, this is what we spoke about last week uh, a little bit. Uh, how is it, the, the war in Ukraine affected, for instance, crisis in Lebanon? You know, we launched the show on Sunday, uh, January 15. On the same day, a major massacre took place in Nigeria, where uh, one priest was uh, shot, killed, burned, uh, you name it. And another priest was shot, but he's still in hospital. And God help the other priest, if he dares even to talk or to state the facts of what happened. And I'm sure uh, he will because he's courageous. He faced death. And um, uh, one of, of the consoling stories inside the uh, this is a story of a horrible and horrendous massacre that uh, those um, two priests uh, suffered, which is another tragedy in Nigeria. As a matter of fact, um, imagine two Catholic priests sitting in their rectories at 3.30 in the morning, early Sunday, basically. Um, they become victims of senseless violence. Uh, one of them is, is, is killed and is burned. And of course, the groups is always anti-Christians. It's always these Islamists, uh, I would say, fatalistics and... Um, fanatics, uh, radicalists, uh, the Boko Haram, other group of bandits uh, who keep attacking churches and parishes, residences. This uh, incident uh, shocked the world, uh, shocked the Catholic people in the world, the Christian people in the world, as uh, in uh, the um, region of uh, Kafin Koro, in uh, Payakoro region, before the dawn of Sunday, uh, at St. Peter and Paul Catholic Church, this attack took place, and it ended up killing Father Isaac Achi. And um, Father Isaac Achi was the actual priest. And of course, um, another friend uh, of him, Father Collins Ome, uh, who was with him, he was a priest who was wounded um, by the assailants, uh, who till today it is told that they are Islamic terrorists, uh, radicalists, but names are unknown. This is uh, not the first time things like this happen. The Catholic Diocese of uh, Mina released a statement later in the day calling for prayers for the diocese and for quick recovery of Father Collins as well. You know, for these incidents, for these stories, and for the surviving priests, and for people in Lebanon who are suffering from the lack of electricity, the lack of heat, the lack of uh, diesel, so they can warm up their houses, their institutions, their hospitals, their schools, their nursing homes. Uh, um, we want to pray and want to pray that God will inspire the two leaders in uh, Ukraine uh, and in Russia, uh, Zelensky and Putin, to listen to the urgent call of Pope Francis, who urged uh, Mr. Zelensky to sit down at a round table and speak with uh, President Putin to stop this senseless war. Our information from uh, the ground, only that in the last, uh, only in the last 10 days, and when I tell you we have uh, sources in the Mission of Hope and Mercy, we really have sources inside the, the, that part of the world. They, they, they were telling us, that there is over 45,000 people, 45,000 people might have been killed uh, since the new year till today. Imagine such a horrendous number. And this is crazy. This is not good for anybody. I wonder who else could benefit but Satan from something like this. And we recall that God defeated Satan and God crushed Satan, our enemy. It is just up to us people to incorporate the victory of God in our hearts, in our countries, in our lands, in our places of worship in our houses, in our families, in our society, in our neighborhoods, whatever that might be. It is time that we as Christians in the U.S., in Lebanon, and all over the world, we shall work to incorporate God's ultimate victory against all evil and to confirm us in the peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. O God, all your ways are holy. 
what God can compare with our God. So today we pray as we recall Psalm 77. Um, remember what St. Paul tells us in the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 8. In the second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 8, St. Paul says, and I quote, We suffer all kinds of afflictions and yet are not overcome. We shall not lose. We will win. We will be victorious. We will overcome every type of evil because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ overcame death itself and crushed Satan. He broke the gates of hell and he freed all the souls which were trapped in a sheol, as we say, by Satan at the time when our Lord Jesus Christ uh, died, went down to the netherworld and rose on the third day. We have a strong God, my friends. We have wonderful faith. It is up to us in our free will, in our uh, repenting will, in our uh, goodness of heart to uh, free ourselves from the impact of evil and uh, shake the dust out of our bodies, our souls and minds and intellect and uh, even our belongings, our properties, our money, our financial resources our um, influence in this world, let's consecrate it all to the glory of God, to the salvation of the souls, and to the work of the kingdom of heaven. For even, as St. Paul says, we suffer all kinds of afflictions and yet are not overcome. And now let us pray. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I cry aloud to God, Cry aloud to God that he may hear me. In the day of my distress, I sought the Lord. My hands were raised at night without ceasing. My soul refused to be consoled. I remembered my God and I groaned. I pondered and my spirit fainted. You withheld the sleep from my eyes. I was troubled. I could not speak. I thought of the days long ago and remembered the years long past. At night, I mused within my heart. I pondered and my spirit questioned. Will the Lord reject us forever? Will he show us his favor no more? Has his love vanished forever? Has his promise come to an end? Does God forget his mercy or in anger withhold his compassion? Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Good Holy Sunday mornings, my beloved brothers and sisters and my dear friends. I am very thankful that I am joined in our uh, radio showroom with Jacqueline Emmanuel, um, our operation manager in Lebanon, an interpreter, in fact, of many, many, many of the events for our observatory for the Christian persecuted um, in Lebanon, uh, now uh, learning more about Africa and the areas in the Middle East. And as I said uh, earlier on the show, uh, that we will be talking about still the impact of the war in Ukraine on the persecution against Christians uh, and crises in regions that are not being highlighted, not being paid attention to, such in Nigeria, Lebanon, and the Syrian refugee crisis. Jacqueline, good morning. Good morning to you, Father. So, you know, when I continue this Sunday to discuss the impact of the war in Ukraine, and um, one of the facts we uh, stated last Sunday, you and me, and Alexi was with us, is that uh, many other incidents and crises are happening in a region and the world is not paying attention to it. Um, and it happened that, unfortunately, and sadly enough, that on that same Sunday, uh, you know, two priests were killed yes. in Africa, in Nigeria. Yes. What do you know yes. about what's happening there? Father, uh, Father, in Nigeria, uh, as 
everyone well known and as described by an article and a report done by the International Christian Concern in, on May 15, 2022, Nigeria is described as the world's scariest country in which to be a Christian. Imagine, Father, that title. It's the scariest country. Attacks, they are escalating in Nigeria. In early June, in June 2022, 40 worshippers were killed in a church attack in Owo. The BBC, they reported by the middle of the year of 2022, they had more than 23 attacks on church premises and people linked to them. This was compared to 31 attacks in 2020 and 2021 and 18 in 2022. The attacks are escalating further in a scary, scariest way. Uh, no one is intervening. No one is helping. Christians are being killed in front of the eyes of everybody. Wow. And no one is helping, Father. No one is interfering in that. It's like it's a forgotten country also. Well, I want to tell you, um, earlier um, this week, a few days ago, before, uh, before Sunday, uh, yes. the Cruise Now uh, um, basically uh, magazine um, issued a major investigation article. was written by Vincent uh, um, Agedi. Um, it was written on January 18, 2023. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the article reveals almost minute by minute uh, what happened with the two priests? Because it seems that uh, the companion a priest of Father Isaac Achi, Father Collins, uh, uh, spoke uh, in the hospital and he was able to tell uh, what was going on. Um, Father Isaac Achi, by the way, uh, for people to know, um, um, a, a Nigerian priest who was shot and burned to death uh, last yes. Sunday on 15 by the Islamic terrorist uh, inside his own rectory. Uh, and actually, it wasn't his not, first time, Father. It's not his first time. Go, what yes, do you know about yes. that, Jackie? Yes, Father. It wasn't uh, his first time. Uh, this uh, this same priest, uh, this same priest, uh, Father. He was uh, uh, he was under also attack when he was uh, responsible on another uh, parish a few years ago. And he, and, uh, he was also uh, he almost died from that attack. It wasn't his first time. This priest. So, if people, if people recall. Uh, the Christmas Day bombing in 2011, the Christmas Day bombing in 2011 near Abuja, you know, near the capital city, um, where Father Achi was the, was the priest there, actually. And um, the church was attacked on Christmas Day um, in a big um, bombing. And uh, it left 44 people dead and at least 60 people injured. And, uh, of course, Boko Haram, Boko Haram, the Nigeria's homegrown Islamic insurgency, um, basically is claimed to be the responsible uh, for this attack. And by the way, Jacqueline, uh, Boko, yes. Haram, Boko Haram still is kidnapping uh, the young girl, um, uh, Leah Sharibu, uh, of whom we would yes. love to still talk. One of these shows, we will talk about the pain of Leah Sharibu, the young girl who was kidnapped along with another 300 girls. And she is the only one who refused to uh, reject her faith in Jesus Christ. She was kidnapped uh, at a young age, and this is now year number five, year number five for young Leah Sharibu, that she's still a sex slave in uh, the bandits of Boko Haram yes. Islamic, Islamic uh, group. And, you know, yes. also Boko Haram till today in Nigeria alone has run a campaign uh, only in the last uh, years, uh, two years or so. He has already claimed killing 35,000 Christians. 35,000 Christians. 
you know, and all of this, he's calling it uh, his violent campaign, which aimed to establish an Islamic caliphate uh, in the country. And uh, all of this has been obscured, has been put in somehow into um, the back of the closet because of the crisis in Ukraine. Um, Any thoughts on that? Father, the crisis in Ukraine, it has not only this short-term effects we're talking about, it has a very long-term effect. It's actually a a dangerous war, not only limited to the two countries themselves. It's affecting the whole world. The Russia attack on Ukraine will have lasting and negative effects on the world economy, on the world demography also, Father, with especially harsh impacts on on Russia for a decade or longer, lesser negative consequences on Europe, but even Russia itself, the, all this, uh, the, the, all the consequences of its war, it will affect her also. It will affect the country mainly. It will affect Europe and it will affect the world. But uh, the economy, oh. father, all the world is now affected, father, because of this war. Countries with crisis, they are forgotten because all the lights now are on that war. <laughs> and all the money is being taken down that path as well, right? This is going to Ukraine. Um, you know, not to put you on the spot, but I know you had some statistics uh, that are scary. How much money was was taken to help uh, the people in Ukraine? How many people were affected? And the 80% of the people who are affected are actually receiving aid and receiving help, while there is 110 million Christians in Nigeria. Out of the 200 million almost in population, there is about 100 to 110 million Christians in Nigeria. They're not receiving yes. even help. They can't even rebuild the churches. Same thing in yes. Lebanon with the milk crisis. Uh, I would love for you to remind us on the um, international assistance package that is being given to Ukraine. And again, we stand by Ukraine. We support Ukraine. We want the war to stop in Ukraine. But we want the world leaders to pay equal attention to the rights of Christians who in Ukraine are being killed and they're not being spoken about. Um, this our 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 cry for help includes also crying for help to stop the murder against the Christians and Christians inside Ukraine as well. There's a lot of non-Christian bandits now in Ukraine actually doing ethnic cleansing, doing religious cleansing, and committing massacres. This is not a war only between two armies, Ukraine and, and, and Russia. The, the, there has been many other factors. This war has a face that is violent and very religious, very religious in a vicious way, and only the innocent people pay the heavy price, only the faithful. Places of worship are being demolished inside Ukraine, and this is not right. Historical churches are being demolished in Ukraine, and this is not right. There is a reawakening for almost like this, this, uh, these these, uh, doctrine of supremacies that were uh, basically foundational at the birth of Nazism in Europe. Um, They're being reawakened now between Poland and Ukraine, for instance. Same thing. Um, uh, most likely in, in, inside Russia as well, um, yeah. the, the, the beast, the bear are in a fight. The beast and yes. the bear are in a fight. And the people yes. are being killed, are being literally killed, literally demolished, literally being crushed. And somehow, this is not right. Something has to be done. I want to tell you, back to Father uh, Achi's spirituality, you know, um, after the 2011 attack, Father Ashi delivered a uh, homily during a memorial service for victims of the attack at St. Teresa Catholic a Church in Madalla, which is um, near Abuja suburb. And he urged the Christians, he said, we have to learn to forgive those who deliberately hurt them. Uh, this is a wonderful virtue 
for that priest. And two years later, in fact, Father Archie was kidnapped by a militant group operating in Madala area, but then he was yes. released later on the same day. And then 10 years later, here you go, a decade later. It seems that tragically it was predictable that Father Archie uh, was, was a target for uh, yes. a non-terrorist group. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, they killed him in such a way at yeah. St. Peter Paul Church. Um, him was yes. killed and then he was burned with his entire rectory. And uh, where about 15 armed men arrived this past Sunday at 3.30 yeah. in the morning. They got a hold of Father Collins Ome. They opened the big wall. Uh, big hole in the wall of the rectory, yes, the and then wall, they went yes. to the quarter of Father Ash. Uh, it, it is, it is sad. It is sad. Um, sad. They shot him and they burned him. Yeah, the worst way. What is the story? Uh, as as a people who are observing now what's happening in Africa and in the Middle East, did you ever think? Did you ever think that you, as a Christian in Lebanon, you as a Christian in the Middle East, a part of the reason why you are almost a hostage? You are almost a hostage. Yes. How safe are you? How safe do you feel, if I may ask? Yes, Father, here in Lebanon, we're not safe at all. Father, let me uh, give you some statistics about the Christians in Lebanon. Uh, in Lebanon, we were around 22% last year. This year, we are less than 19%. Imagine, Father, 3% of Christians, they already left Lebanon in less than one year. Father, allow me here to say something. The statistics about Christians in Lebanon are scary. Birth rates are less 40%. The total population of Christians in Lebanon is only 19% and diminishing. Christians are leaving Lebanon and Father, it's a programmed plan to let them leave Lebanon. It's not by coincidence. Everything in Lebanon, politicians, even, unfortunately, priests themselves, they are selling lands for Muslims and there are a reason for Christians to leave Lebanon. Father, I know this is very scary. This is threatening, threatening the existence of Christians in Lebanon. And we should be very aware and we should take action and quick plans to stop that. Lands are being sold. This is the one we already know by media. There is a lot we didn't even know about. Lands of Christian, buildings of Christian are being sold by priests themselves. Wow. You mean, you mean, by, the, you mean by church leaders? Like by, by religious church orders? Leaders. By, yes, yes Father, know, they are being sold. Can you tell us um, some of the incidents, for instance? Are you able to tell us something about it? Yes, Father. Like, for example, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the north area in Lebanon called Kura. There also, there are there, there there is lands that it's buildings being sold. Another area in Beirut, a priest sold thousands of square meters of lands and buildings to Muslim related to Hezbollah. Wow! Do you see, Jacqueline? Is it early? Is it early to talk about Islamization agenda, or no. all we are seeing now is a de-Christianization agenda? We see the Christians leaving. I pray yes. that is that is horrendous. Um, yes. One one of our um, friends who is a president of a major, major, major Catholic uh, university um, in Lebanon had told me that census-wise, uh, 42,000 42, graduated students, uh, 80% of them are Christians, vacated Lebanon, left Lebanon in 2022 alone. So we do see there is a real estate crisis. 
there is vacancy of buildings in major Christian cities and towns. The population that is left in Lebanon is either young parents or um, or, or elderly, 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 elderly people. Yes. But the yes. young professionals have left Lebanon in some way, are leaving yes. Lebanon at a huge rate. Yes. So is there de-Christianization for Lebanon as we see it, or we can mm-hmm. still talk about Islamization agenda? Father, allow me to say we are living both. They are trying to to accomplish both. And the, the sad story is that the media is also playing a role in that. You know, the, the media is exaggerating the situation to lead these people to be desperate and to leave the country. Here I have also a father. Okay, we keep on saying that we, there is a plan, there is a plan, and they want us to leave the country. But on another side, we also need to make these Christians in Lebanon, the Christians around the world, the Lebanese one, to be aware of that. Because if they are aware of that, they should know that Lebanon is not a hotel for them. Christians around the world, I'm talking to you, Lebanese. Lebanon is not a hotel. It's your country. Not for any reason that happened, any crisis that happened. You should say, Yalla, let me leave this country. No, you should stay you have in to this fight. country. We have to stand. We have to sit. We have yes, to stay. We have, we have to, to call for help. We have to, we have fight. to fight. And we need help in that. If there is guarantees, if there is big countries like like USA, the, the most powerful country in the world, will assist us, will look at this country, will say, look, Christians, I will give you this and this and this, but stay in this land. We need you in this land. Jacqueline, we have about 10 seconds left. How can people continue to respond to the aid program of the Mission of Hope and Mercy? And I'm very thankful to people who responded with a huge, uh, beautiful, beautiful aid. Um, many people gave a few thousands, actually, was was excellent of, of dollars to assist us in our programs. How can people help? Would you please let us know Father, very quickly yes. in less please, than 10 if seconds? Can, if you can all go to our website, the www.missionofhopeandmercy.org, you can at least start donating a small amount, as low as $50. If it's a recurrent amount, it will help and it will make a big change. You can donate checks, you can contact our officers in the USA, and they will give you all the information and all the ways you can help us here in Lebanon. Thank you so very much, Jacqueline. Um, Let us pray. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You showed your power among the peoples. Your strong arm redeemed your people the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. May all have a blessed and wonderful Sunday. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.